0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation, alongside RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, and Fairweather Phillies fan Brandon
1: Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. What's up, PLG? Stats, I can't believe you didn't think the Phillies were even going to win their wild card series against the St. Louis Cardinals. And now they're in the World Series and they're going to beat the Astros in five games. So I can't wait. Mm. Who would have thought that a team who
2: lost 13 of their final 20 games, who was one of the lower seeds, would you know go through the dominant NL? (laughs) Who 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 wouldn't have foreseen that? Shame on you, stats.
0: Uh, You know, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't pick the Phillies to win everything. All right. Hey, by the
2: way, uh, stats. As somebody whose team has already been swept by the Astros this postseason, um, can you give Brandon a heads up
0: on what it feels like? It's not fun. If you're going to lose, don't do it in 18 innings. I'll just say that. (laughs) Uh, Before we get rolling, I want to remind you, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you are new to the show, we are going to preview every game of the Sunday slate. We'll even give you a pick for Monday. We'll do our pick three, our locks of the week, all of that stuff. But before we do, we got to start with Thursday night football. The Ravens get the 27-22 win. They run all over the Buccaneers in the second half. BLG, I'll give you the option. Do you want to start positive and talk about the Ravens? Or do you want to start negative and talk about the Bucs?
1: I mean, it's hard not to talk about the Bucks. I mean, the Ravens deserve credit for sure, um, but I mean, the Buccaneers. Like, is this we're talking about Tom Brady being two games under five hundred for the first time ever. Ever. Like, <laughs> what are we talking <laughs> about here? He's forty. He's been in the NFL forever. That's that's insane. It's an insane statistic. Um, it's crazy, and it really just speaks to how the vibes have been so off in Tampa, and how this so clearly looks like an end of the road situation for Tom Brady. And so weird that he retired and came back for this, like for this, this is what he came back for. Um, So I I think you absolutely have to mention it here. And in the context too, of how, okay, going into the season, you're like, who are the power players in the NFC bucks are one of them. No, they're not. They might not even make the playoffs. They might not even win that awful NFC South. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm not the
2: first or millionth person to say that it looks so uncomfortable and so awkward on the Bucks. I still feel like Todd Bowles' comment about how they can't be living in the Super Bowl isn't getting enough run. Like if if any team who'd won the Super Bowl in the last five years said that, like like Brandon, if if Doug Peterson had said that, like in the year after the Super Bowl or two years after, it would have been like a massive thing. It would have been like calling out those those people. Um, we talked Brandon on the mixtape this week about how nobody really cared that the Rams won the Super Bowl, right? Like stats, I know that you weren't really even like bothered as, as a team, as a fan of a team who's in the same division. I kind of feel like we're that way about the Bucks. Like the the Bucks were in this like NFL irrelevant box prior to Tom Brady's arrival there, and it, it kind of feels like they're fading back into that. Like they oh, will the return.
0: Don't shortly that's right yeah
2: you, you know what I mean like like it was so like it is this big story like yeah he's two games below 500 whatever blah blah, blah. but it, it's so like insignificant to me like it wasn't uh we talked about baseball like it wasn't competing with a, a baseball playoff game it wasn't competing with anything I know there were NBA games NBA games on but it was just kind of like blah like it's it's uncomfortable it's awkward there's no energy there's no juice it's just painful and boring and I, I feel uncomfortable watching the bucks uh, I'm happy for the Ravens I've believed in them way before either of you. Um, so good for them getting um, on the right side of things. But yeah, this this
0: Bucks energy is really mysterious. They scored their first touchdown in the first quarter the entire year last night. Leonard Fournette runs a touchdown in the first quarter. That was the first first quarter touchdown Tampa Bay has had in 2022. They have Tom Brady, a quarterback that is in. Saying, I don't know if that goes to Byron Leftwich. Maybe this, the game script is not good coming out of the gate, whatever the case may be. That's how just frankly boring it has been for the Buccaneers. And, you know, we have talked forever, right, about Tom Brady's going to fall off the cliff and this is going to be the year. This is what that looks like, right? Like that's what we are watching now. Do we, do we suddenly expect Tom Brady's play to improve and go back to the Tom Brady of old or do we think that this is just it
1: BLG I mean, this is kind of it I mean the offensive line certainly isn't helping him But as you talked about with Mark Schofield on the Wednesday show um you can't just use that alone as the excuse it's not like that one thing it's as we say often on the NFC mixtape, uh more than one thing can be true Um but yeah I just think it's not it's not there anymore and just you know, not to play body language doctor, but to play body language doctor. Look <laughs> at Tom, just look at him out there. He's not having fun. He's not enjoying this at all. And not that like Tom Brady's usually like Mr. Happy Go Lucky, but like he just looks like miserable and frustrated and nothing is ever easy or fun. So like how does that team go on a run? Like how are the vibes right for that squad? They're just not. I will say um, on the subject of, of multiple things like can be true.
2: Um, sometimes it's just one thing being true also, though, like in, in addition, like one main thing. And so I think people like you mentioned, uh, Brandon, uh, stats conversation with Mark. Mark is the goat. Obviously, when it comes to evaluating stuff like this, like, OK, there are a lot of other extenuating circumstances. But it's also like he's bad, right? Like it, like it's like it, sometimes it's just like a simple truth in addition to like other smaller truths. right? Like Tom Brady is playing poorly this year aaron Rodgers is playing poorly this year right like those things are true we don't have to like explain I and mean, i know that neither of you are doing that um I, I i do think it's like ironic that this might i don't know if it's the worst division he's ever played in but it's like you said why sure. did he come back i i remember thinking when uh when sean payton retired like how is tom brady going to retire and walk away from like the easiest playoff ticket of all time right like he can he can sleepwalk his way to an nfc south title and he still could right like, like they're still in the mix, I feel for the Ravens, though, they're not getting any love, but uh, the bucks are just that I mean, it, it's just like, I don't know. It, again, they are truly one of the more insignificant teams in the NFL once again, even with Tom Brady on their roster.
0: And actually, we just got a little bit of breaking news during the show, and I know that some people were talking about how much they were mentioning Tom Brady's personal life during the broadcast. Some people were uncomfortable with that. Well, Tom Brady has just tweeted out that he's officially divorced. He's announced his divorce from his wife, Giselle Bundchen, after 13 years. And a lot of people think that, you know, that could be understandably weighing on Brady throughout this season. That's that's a very sticky situation. You've got children involved in and custody and, and all that stuff. That is a lot to handle. And so I don't know what this means for the future is it, is it a relief to Tom to at least have some sort of resolution to the situation? And maybe now he can, he can focus better or like, look, divorce is really freaking hard to deal with. And you don't just wash your hands of it the second it's finalized. So I don't know if his play is going to be better, worse, or not affected at all, but the divorce news is official.
1: Well, I think there's the juxtaposition of Tom Brady being, you know, this robot, you know, like this guy who comes in year in and year out and just dominates and it's inhuman. but he is a human being, <laughs> and it, it actually, in fact, and athletes are human beings too. And I think one would be, you know, whatever you want to talk about this, like, it, it, we would be remiss to not mention this at all. Like, it's absolutely a factor in the equation. Like, you, you can't just pretend like it's not happening. It's happening, and it could absolutely be having a big fec- effect on him. I don't think it's necessarily the only reason. It's probably age and a poor offensive line, and his, like, dec- like just a lot of things coming together. But it's certainly part of the puzzle here. And I I don't think, I don't know that this is going to provide him resolution. This is like a process that he's going through. And in in, in many cases, um, not that I'm a divorce expert, but I, I from what I understand, like they're drawn out and complicated long processes um, because you have the emotional part of it all versus like the logistical part. And you mentioned stats, there's children involved. So there's a lot of moving parts here. And um, yeah, I, you know, I, I've been thinking and I don't think it's going to happen, but like the question has come across my mind multiple times this season is Thomas going to walk away like in the season at some point because like what's what's left here for him at some point like is he so let's say you know the bucks are like out of it and they might not be because their division is so bad and NFC is not that great late in the season but, like what if it's like week 17 week, eight, week 18 and the bucks are clearly out of it like is he still playing at that point like i i thought about it
2: on the subject of the divorce uh, stats, I saw you right before we started streaming, um, tweeting back and forth with our, our great friend Kate Magdrew. And I mean, I don't I don't have a hard take on this. And I don't think you guys are, are applying the the levels of discussion around this that that make me uncomfortable. I think there are a lot of people getting jokes off about this. And I mean, it, it, it's his personal life. It's There's children involved like that's just, you know, whatever. But I, I agree with you, Brandon. I mean, he's got I mean, like we've all been spread too thin, right, like at, at some point in our lives like work personal life whatever like activities high school whatever like um i saw also a tweet this morning uh i only saw the tweets i haven't read the article but from awful announcing that fox is reportedly planning on involving tom brady in their super bowl coverage so it's like this like you know like like this dude like you know you you, you got to sleep, you know what I mean? Like you got to sleep, you got to eat, you got to whatever. Like, um, so it, it seems like he's got a lot going on. Obviously, there was a lot made about him attending Robert Kraft's wedding and things like that. Like, it just it, it kind of feels like time. It feels like past time, right? And, and that's, you know, you never thought, you're either the guy who walks away too soon or the guy who holds on too long. And, and Brady went from the former to the latter um, over the course of a few months this past offseason.
0: And it's like, what is one more Super Bowl? really going to do for time. He's already the greatest quarterback of all time. And I say, this as a lifelong 49er fan. And it pains me. Cause I think that Joe Montana sort of had the prevailing argument before God, dude, Tom he sort Brady. Of passed
2: him a long time ago. Yeah,
0: no, I know. But like, and it's clear, like there is no argument for any other quarterback now, but like, so another super bowl for Brady, like, okay, congrats. Like, but you, once you're at the top, you can't get any higher. So Look, it's his life. He can do what he wants to do. He obviously loves playing football. He's been a football player for like what three quarters of his life, probably even more than that, literally of, of his existence on the planet. This is who he has been. And it's I was thinking about that. I like, away from.
2: Did he? I, I thought about it last night because it was on Amazon, obviously. Um, like, was he a quarterback in the NFL before Amazon existed? And like, I might be off by a few years, but like, when, does anybody know when Amazon was like invented? I, I know that's not the proper term, but like founded. Yeah. Um, founded? Like, yeah, Well, whatever. Invented is somewhat applicable. Um, like, he's got to like, it, it's probably coming close. I'm going to guess like Amazon was founded in like 1999 or something. Um, so Brady would be pretty close in that respect. I, know I you're think it started out
0: Amazon. under it. It started out under a different name in 1994. Kadabra. Mm. Is that a is that a thing?
1: I don't he know. Disappear anyway. Abracadabra
0: poof. Uh, Really quickly. I do want to mention this about the Ravens. Cause they did win the game. They ran for 204 yards in the second half of this one. And they have averaged seven yards a carry for seven straight games. That is absurd. A lot of people are talking about how the running game is coming back this year. Uh, yeah. In Baltimore, it's alive and well, and they are steamrolling people right now.
1: BLG. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, also, Isaiah likely deserved a shout out. I mean, he was a beast in the preseason, and everyone was talking about him. He was great last night: six receptions, seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. Also, had the game ceiling onside kick recovery and did the nice little
2: touchdown too. By the way, go,
1: yeah, yes, it was. And go to sleep, uh, you know, motion after that. So I like that. I think that's a good job by him. And just kind of really crazy how the Ravens have Mark Andrews and this guy on the roster. Like that's they're pretty stacked. I know Andrews got hurt, um, but to have that guy as a backup is great. I think this was an important game for Lamar uh, because his passing numbers from the past four weeks before Thursday, he was at 59.6 completion, 5.9 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 70.4 passer rating. So that not he was kind of slumping there for a bit, and I think he broke out of it here. And that is such a critical time, too, because you just saw the Bengals are dealing with this Jamar Chase injury now. It's yeah. like the Ravens are reestablished. Or not that they already beat the Bengals, I realize that. But they're kind of like, you know, solidifying their spot at the top of the and AFC North which is really important for them um I know you
2: can play this game with a lot of teams because the NFL sucks this year um but the Ravens upcoming schedule at New Orleans on Monday Night Football then they're by the Carolina Panthers at Jacksonville Denver at Pittsburgh um mm. at Cleveland with Deshaun Watson back you don't know what that's like obviously but I mean they're they're very well positioned um I do agree with you Brandon not like they lost but it, it it seems like they've done really well to stop the skid that came from losing with the Giants a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're a contender. I like. I mean, we sit here and everybody loves to talk about like, oh, the top three, top two, whatever teams in the NFL right now. Um, I mean, you've got obviously Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC, but, but I would put Baltimore right there behind them ahead of Cincinnati. Um, just obviously we've seen them play one another, uh, but I do think it's very close. I think they're clearly the four best teams in the conference, but um, yeah, good for the Ravens and Lamar, by the way, uh, holding up the pay sign at the end of this. I know, uh, we wrote about this at SB Nation, um, on, on Friday morning, but like, that's a, a still existing storyline, right? Like there's a lot going on. So we kind of like, forget about this, like, Hey Ravens, you're going to have to pay this dude at, at some point. And if the numbers are, are not wonderful, so what? Like if you're going to win the division, if you're going to be a playoff team, like all that's going to work to Lamar's defense.
0: Look at, look at BLG. He hates that. He hates that. You just said that I could see it on his face. He's like, Nope, that's wrong. Oh, well, he's an Orioles just... fan, so he's
1: he's upset how they like share the, the parking lot or whatever. So I don't need to rehash my Lamar thing. Great, amazing regular season player so far. Oh, Jeez,
0: um, what a
2: backhanded compliment true. that is. Right, Justin
0: Herbert, awesome playoff player, right for sure. All right, congratulations, Baltimore! You get the win. We're going to take a quick break and preview all the games, but first we'll do our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. The offer is so special, we can't tell you about it here. That's code SBNFL only at Draft Sportsbook. Let's start with our lock of the week. And I, I'm i really taking a walk of shame on these locks. I am terrible. I lost again last week. One win on the season for me. I do have a couple pushes in there, but terrible showing by me. Which RJ, you got to win. BLG, you got to win. Brandon, you are currently at the top of the standings at mm. six and one. RJ is four Woo. and three. I am one four and two. You have honors,
1: 26. BLG. Go ahead. Listen, listeners, listen to me. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. I will make you money. The only I hit last the week. The only two. I'm six and one, baby. I've only lost one time, You're and I was doing five. a Just bit. To be clear. I was six and one. I was, <laughs> I was. I did. I'm six and one, and I did. A, I was doing a bit as uh you know an emotional hedge in the only game i lost uh and i made that clear prior to that just to be clear anyway uh i am going with the las vegas raiders the raiders can thank me for winning this week they are one point favorite so almost to pick them in new orleans what do the saints have going for them the vibes are not right they're running with andy dalton Um, I'm not really concerned about the Raiders playing on the road in the Superdome when the Saints don't even have a ton of juice right now. And the Raiders are coming off a blowout performance over Texans that I thought was encouraging for them. Raiders also played tough at Arrowhead, so I think they can handle playing on the road. If you just look by different metrics, the Raiders are the better team, like 19th in DVOA, uh, Saints are 25th. Raiders are 11th in point differential. Despite only having two wins, the Saints rank 27th in point differential. The Saints rank 32nd in ESPN's pass rush win rate. I think Derek Carr is going to be able to have a a big game through the air. I also like what Josh Jacobs is doing right now. I know the Saints typically have a good run defense. Doesn't really matter. I think when it comes to Josh Jacobs, I think he can have a lot of success. Also, don't love the weird Alvin Kamara vibes that seem to be going on with like like there seems to maybe he's going to get traded. He's tweeting stuff, so I just think the Saints have bad vibes. I think, and this is this is almost a steal. It's a pick 'em, and the Raiders are the better team. I know they're on the road, but I will take the Raiders. Lock it in. Hmm.
2: Um. Josh Jacobs good for you nobody saw this coming even the Raiders so shout out to them for that (laughs) I don't feel comfortable betting on the Raiders uh but you have the record to stand on certainly Brandon again if you stand you'll be taller than 605 but um anyway um I stats think that a lot of people including Niners fans are overreacting just a little bit all right look you got worked by the Chiefs so what it happens everybody chill out Everybody calm down. There's no reason to think that this isn't a playoff team. This isn't a very good team. Another week getting Christian McCaffrey, the panic trade piece that you didn't want to admit on, um, involved in the offense, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, you're playing one of the bigger frauds in the NFL. The Colts are king of the frauds. Don't get me wrong. But you're playing the L.A. Rams. The Rams problems didn't go away just because they were on bye. They have the same offensive inefficiency. Uh, Brandon mentioned DVOA 23rd in terms of offensive DVOA. Gross. And, like, they're really bad on offense, and they, for whatever reason that nobody seems to care about finding out, want to trade away the best running back on their team. It's like, oh, yeah, Cam Akers has played his last down for the Rams. Why? Why doesn't anybody want to ask that question? Like, what is the big thing that happened there? Uh, The vibes are awful with the Rams as well. And I do think that the Niners own the Rams and own reacting to getting embarrassed. Um, I trust the Niners as one-and-a-half-point favorites to cover quite easily against uh, some frauds out in Los Angeles.
0: I appreciate the support, RJ. All right, gotcha. I'm going with a new method this week because like I said, I have been terrible, just absolutely terrible. So look, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to switch it up because I literally can't be any worse, right? I might be as bad, but I can't be worse. So I am taking the Giants plus three against the Seahawks. I'm not going to lie. I literally randomly scrolled around the screen. I pointed to the screen. My finger landed on the Giants. That's why I'm going with the Giants. I never thought they'd have the record that they have this year. I never thought they would be anywhere close to this. Daniel Jones looks relatively competent. DK Metcalf is hurt. Geno Smith is good, but the Giants got something cooking here, man. I I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Again, this is totally random, but it can't be worse than what I have provided you so far. I'm desperate. I'm flailing right now. So give me the Giants. I'm getting points in the game. I'll take the three and I'll take the Giants.
1: Seahawks are going to win that'd be my Um, if I couldn't I couldn't pick the Seahawks because I picked them last week as my lock I was considering the Seahawks so
2: uh, all right well played around with locking this game up on the
0: NFC's mixtape and then changed my
2: mind so good job stats
0: great let's go to the same game parlay we are going to go going to go to Sunday night football I'm just going to point out last week BLG and I did our Mm. part on the same game parlay we both hit RJ screwed it up for you He had Austin Eckler over 84 and a half rushing yards. Who thought that was going to happen?
2: I don't know. Right. He hasn't had success on the ground this season. Right. For sure.
0: Me and BLG are three and four in our same game. Parlay picks. RJ is just one and six. This week, it is Packers at the Bills. BLG, I will give you the honors. Where are you going first?
1: Yeah, we bet big on Kenneth Walker last week, and he he showed up. And I think he he continued to show up for Seattle, uh, also making your lock bet. But anyway, uh, I am taking another running back this week. I am going... With Devin Singletary over 49.5 rushing yards. Josh Allen was just talking about how they call Devin Singletary motor. It's his nickname because they they, you know, he just works and he grinds. Bills are coming off their bye. Um the fact that Josh Allen trusts Singletary so much, I think, speaks well for his usage, you know, when it comes to pass protection and all that. So getting those reps and snaps is important. Um, Packers have allowed the second most rushing yards to running backs this year. Devin Singletary is averaging 42.7 per game. It's just under this prop. So I think he can have an above average game here and hit the over on that. Um, And, you know, the, the bills could very well get up in this game and be able to run the ball a decent amount, uh, having a favorable game script. So give me the over on 49 and a half rushing yards for Devin Singletary.
0: The vibes for green Bay are so bad right now. As soon as I saw this, I was like, how are we not going to pick something going on with Buffalo? Because, there's literally nothing good happening with Green Bay. My pick this week is Gabriel Davis to be an anytime touchdown scorer. I think it's everybody into the pool this week for Buffalo. What are the Packers doing well? They're not giving the ball to Aaron Jones enough. Aaron Rodgers is publicly calling out teammates for mental mistakes when he's the one making mistakes half the time. The coach is defending Aaron Rodgers for calling people out. The defense has been a massive disappointment for Green Bay. What do they have going on that's good? They're big move that they're rumored to, to maybe make before the deadline is acquiring AJ green. No, thank you. Everybody into the pool for Buffalo this week. I think everybody's scoring this game. So I'll take Gabriel Davis anytime touchdown score.
2: Yeah. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers, narcissistically commanding all the attention and doing none of the work Like (laughs) has some consequences. Like who would have thought, um, I will say I actually thought about locking up the bills. Um, obviously, it's a lot of mm. points to lay. Um, so, but I, I, I wanted to, but you know what? I, I decided let's talk about, uh, obviously, here. Um, I've been really bad, uh, as, as Stats has, has mentioned, um, very kindly. Thank you, Stats. Um, I, I'm trying a new strategy, too. Um, it's not close my eyes and hope I get lucky. Um, it's pick the lowest hanging fruit, right? Like, and let's just take that. So I will take Stefan Diggs. Anytime touchdown score plus 100. Simple. Like let's just get on the board right now. Let's. This is like the episode of The Office where Pam says, "Just get dressed." You know what I mean? Just, just get dressed. We'll figure it out. I got to get dressed right now. I'm still in my pajamas. i have still. I don't. I've never. I thought it's weird when people wear robes. Like who wears robes? That's that seems so awkward to me. Like why wouldn't you just wear normal clothes? I, I find the <laughs> idea of a robe to be strange. Um, but uh yeah. So give me stefan Diggs. Super easy.
0: So that is our same game parlay. Good luck to us, and good luck. you all right let's take a quick break when we come back we will run through all of the games in week number eight back here on the SB Nation NFL show we are going to give you our thoughts analysis and picks on every game on the slate unless one of us gets zapped in which case we are not allowed to make a pick on the game or to give our analysis I should say on the game we can only give a pick it's very frustrating when it happens to you. I do have to admit. Rachelle is producing for us today. She's also given a zap for this week. This is like an inaugural producer's zap that we have. So uh, the, everybody's got to be on your toes here. And uh, away we go. Let's start in London where the Broncos and Jags square off. The Jaguars, the Jaguars, gentlemen, are favored by two and a half points. I never would have thought that coming into this game. But, RJ, that's where we are.
2: Did you either of you, any of you, see um Justin Tucker make fun of Russell Wilson? Did you guys see this? Yeah. Um, no. On the, the plane on on the plane ride home, he did the like just joked about the, oh, like, the, the high stretching. stepping, whatever. Um, <laughs> and and so it just kind of went viral. Um, and I look, I there's there's been enough hurled at Russ, and I'm not trying to like, you know, not say there's not a reason <laughs> to do that, but like seriously, does does anybody in the NFL like respect them? You know, like, like I really feel like it is sort of universally agreed that they are this joke. Um, there was like the weird—I don't know how legitimate—report that if Nathaniel Hackett lost this game, uh, that the Broncos were going to fire him, which would be just an all-time, just <laughs> big-time L. Um, I, I'm, I'm, re- I'm not going to pick the Broncos. I, I have no idea. I and I will say, like, Broncos fans are not handling this well. Like, dude, this y'all gassed this team up like no other. This everybody involved made this bed. Um, I don't feel for anybody here except for maybe Bradley Chubb who's producing. Um, I just, I'll take the Jaguars. I, I no, no way. I'm not going to make the let's ride puns or whatever. I know a lot of people want me to do the Russ impression. Russ has to earn the impression back. All
1: right. Like he's not good enough for me to do the impression. (laughs) Uh, I, I really don't want to watch this game, but a couple of things that I can say, uh, to just give some i guess relevant stuff to it is that first of all the danger witch was taken off the menu i saw at subway uh yeah. after the the ad campaign got weird because it's embarrassing also,
2: to be associated with him right now it really you guys is need to,
1: you guys need to check out that video i sent you in slack it was like an instagram reel where it's like um russell wilson uh but dubbed over it like they they had russell wilson in that danger witch commercial but they put it over like the joker scene in the batman movie where he's like at the party and with the knife and everything it just because it's the the context is it, it sounds like this like unhinged like serious like psycho oh, like it, rant because
2: it's just like cal- the calm moment of the joker like introducing himself. yes yeah, yeah
1: it's right. like you're, you're just so, so it's really good it's, it's incredibly well done uh the other thing is if you go by our sb nation reacts polling data which you can sign up for on uh, any of our team sites here um the, I, I believe if i'm not mistaken the broncos have the lowest confidence rating in the nfl i think it was down at five percent um so yeah bad times uh i'll actually take the broncos because here's why trevor lawrence freaking sucked last week In stats i have to give you credit buddy because you were <laughs> early on that and you know i was trying to give him some grace with urban meyer being there but he stunk he was so bad he left multiple touchdowns on the field he was just so bad against the giants uh, a competent quarterback wins that game last week, and he was not. And I can't, I just can't trust him right now. So I will actually take the Broncos, even though I don't feel good about them at all.
0: It is such an all in move by the Broncos to hire, first of all, they hired their coach to get Aaron Rodgers. He didn't come. Then their backup plan is Russell Wilson, and neither one of them looks like they have any clue what they're doing this year. Nathaniel Aka can't manage the game. He had to go hire another coach to help him manage the game early in the season. Russ just looks completely discombobulated. I don't like Trevor Lawrence, as you said, BLG, but I just, it is so bad for the Broncos right now. I have to take the Jags and give the points. Uh, I don't really like either one of these teams, to be honest with you, but this is sort of where we are. Yes, RJ? What if they had gotten Aaron Rodgers? Like that, that, like like that,
2: that would have been a miss too. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that is like a forgotten or an overlooked. That's fair.
0: That's a fair point. And yeah, I guess they sort of dodged a bullet. I don't know, but they also signed up for (laughs) Russell Wilson for like many more years. So yeah, good luck Broncos. Enjoy that. Let's move on to the Cardinals. They are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings are giving three and a half points in this
1: one. BLG. What do you like? Hmm. I don't really fully trust the Vikings to be quite as good as they've been, Um, but I also, uh, okay, actually, yeah, then yeah, I, I'm I'm going to go with that. I think the Cardinals, I also don't trust the Cardinals a ton, but the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins are very much a better team. I believe in that team more so. And even if they can't win, I like that half point there. I think they can make it a competitive game. I think it could be a field goal kind of game. So even if the Cardinals don't win, which I'll say they have a chance to upset, um, I'll I'll take the points here.
0: I think that some
2: teams in
1: the NFL... You zapped. Vikings.
0: Wow. All right. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one. I like your, your logic, BLG. It'll take the points. It is wild to me how one player... For the Cardinals can make so much of a difference on offense, but their offense is incredibly different with the Andre Hopkins back. They put up over 40 points against the Saints, and the defense is supposed to be the strength of that team. So as much as it pains me to pick the Cardinals to do anything, I will take the Cardinals. Let's go to Jersey now. The Jets are hosting the Patriots. Gang Green is getting two and a half points. BLG. This is like revenge for the Jets, right? They have not beaten the Patriots in like forever. And now it finally looks like there's a little chaos with the Patriots quarterback situation The jets defense has kind of been rolling a little bit. Are you going gang green?
1: I have to, um, Jack Wilson's been so bad and that's, I have a tough time. <laughs> he has like, I, I, there's so clearly like a quarterback away. I have such a tough time uh reconciling that but they've done it enough now where i'm like okay they can kind of it doesn't matter almost how he plays as long as he doesn't turn the ball over he doesn't need to just don't turn the ball over just be lackluster but don't turn the ball over and they can win um i know the Brees hall injury is big and uh what was the other big injury oh elijah vera tucker also ir so those are some big injuries but i mean patriots are kind of frauds if we're being honest bill belichick under 500 since tom brady has left by the way 20 and 21 now um This is a huge stretch for both of these teams because they play each other in, uh, or at least I think for the Patriots, three of the next four games. There's like a bye week in there. That's huge. Like this is a chance for the Jets who are like, you know, coming back and maybe they're back. This is like they can bury the Patriots. They have a chance to do that here. And uh, I'm going to say they start to do that. And they're home dogs. I like the points there. I'll take them.
2: You mentioned uh Bill Belichick's records since uh Tom Brady left. Robert Sala, is he undefeated since the receipts comment? I think I mean, he is. Like, <laughs> uh, I thought
1: they'd more lost than I'm
2: fairly certain that he's undefeated since the receipts comment. Like, hmm. and it was funny because after their first win, after that, it was like, Oh, well, you got the win, you got us. No, he has like built upon that. Um, I'm I'm kind of bummed at the NFL this year because like I would love to view this as like a king making game for the Jets right like you beat the the big bad Patriots in the division it's not like if they win it won't it won't have that energy to me I think the Jets win handily it is a bummer about Brees Hall uh, but Michael Carter is talented as mentioned Um, the Jets find a way the Patriots are terrible. Um, I do think it's it's a new thing. Um, I don't know if y'all are tracking this, but the Packers can surpass the Bears to become the NFL's like most all time winningest franchise. And they've been able to do that for like five weeks or something and haven't been able to because Aaron Rodgers stinks. And the Bears won on Monday night. So they widened the gap now that the Green Bay has to overcome. I kind of think we might be here in this like Bill Belichick passing George Hollis thing for a little while.
0: As BLG notes in the chat, the Jets lost to the Bengals two weeks after the receipts. Uh, but like well, that was payback for the Mike White game. That makes sense. You know what I like about the Jets though? Like, they've got swag, man. Robert Sala had a little swag when he said that. He also talked about, hey, keep trying to throw it sauce. Like, he's really good. They have got confidence. The vibes with the Jets right now are great. The vibes with the Patriots, like, what is going on? Bill Belichick is, is like playing musical chairs with his quarterbacks. He, he told everybody that he, he informed the team they were going to use two quarterbacks. Then Zappy was like, I didn't know I was going to go in. Other players don't know what's going on. He's running things like it's his first year as a coach. It's really, really weird. I don't like anything happening with New England right now. And I'm getting points in this game and the Jets are at home. I will take the Jets and I will take the two and a half points.
2: You mentioned Go to, Bailey
0: Zappi stats. You didn't mention,
2: we talked about this on Monday night. We kind of inspired Bailey Zappi with the zap yeah. segment. Like, we, we started the zap segment, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, Bailey Zappi kind of became a thing for the Patriots. So he has and, us to and, think.
1: And then Belichick zapped him this week because they're going back to Mac Jones. Like. <laughs> it's just a
0: weird, like, I don't even understand, like, why is everybody so quick to turn on Mac Jones? Like, they made the playoffs with him last year. It's not like he was, like, so terrible his rookie year, and now he's also playing bad this year. It seems like a quick turn in New England. Because hmm. they want Tom Brady.
2: They want the story. You know what I'm saying? They, they want the, like, out of note. They want to be like, we yep. did it again. You know, like, that's yep, exactly yeah. why. They're so impatient.
0: Great call. turns out you can't find your quarterback in the late rounds all the time. Next game on the slate. Let's go to New Orleans. The Raiders are in New Orleans. The Saints are giving a point. RJ? I
2: don't have a lot to say about this, um, Mm -hmm. except for these are both teams that Russell Wilson reportedly wanted to play for, uh, which (laughs) says a lot about Russell Wilson. (laughs) But um, I don't believe in the Raiders a ton. I don't feel like they dominated the Texans like Brandon sort of um, you know made mention of um, in his lock. I think that they just kind of outlasted them. Um, and if you can kind of barely outlast the Texans, you got some problems. Uh, but the Saints have a lot of problems in and of their own right. The Saints trading away their. I I have no idea how the Saints and Broncos both traded away their first round picks and got significantly worse. Um, So, at least um, the Broncos
1: did it for like a quarterback, right? Like the Saints didn't do it for that. I mean, that's fair. um, But they tried to do something at the most important position, and the Saints didn't. like, again, like we've been saying this, like, what,
2: what do the Saints have? Like, if I gave you the choice and you could have one thing from the Saints, like, Brandon, right now, I, I know it'd be Alvin Kamara because of all the, like, rumors and stuff. But, like, what do they have that you're like, man, that is cool. I, I really want to watch that. No, it's all clunky. Like, it's all just gross and bothersome. I mean, like, it, like, they're debating between Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. How? Like, how are you in that bad of a bind in 2022? It's impossible. But I'll take the Raiders
1: um they do have that one guy which his name i forget like the explosive guy he has like two touches and two touchdowns or he did at one point there the uh the fast receiver um why can't i think of his name uh i'm looking at their depth chart right now uh if you don't no, know his name Rashid like- shaheed the rookie uh. Rashid Shahid, which is a great name by the way Um, That's like the one thing that is very exciting. He looks. Chris Olave
2: is not great. Let's overlook him and find a different. (laughs) I mean,
1: I mean, that's the low-hanging fruit. I will take the Raiders. I already made them my lock of the week. By the way, the Saints currently owe the number fourth overall pick in the twenty twenty-three NFL Draft to the Eagles. So there's your obligatory
0: mention. Glad we got that in. The Saints had the perfect opportunity to just reboot everything, right? Drew Brees retired. Sean Payton left the team. Like, they could have traded off some of the the few pieces they have here and build this thing back up. And instead, they've traded away their first-round pick. They brought back Jameis Winston, who's now not even the starter. I, I just don't get the plan in New Orleans. I'm a known Saints hater. I don't apologize for it, but at least I openly admit it. I will take the Raiders, and I will give the measly one point. Next up on our slate, we're going to Detroit. The Dolphins are in town. The Lions are getting three and a half points blg when are we going to admit that the lions just stink i know everybody likes dan campbell guess what same old lions
1: yeah i mean part of it's just so oh, i will pick? take the dolphins
2: yeah RJ. i don't want to give Brandon an opportunity to be like well the dolphins are really going to bounce back against this crappy lions team <laughs> no they had a good, good with practice staff. against the eagles yeah i know i was there it was so cool <laughs> um the look the Lions stink out loud. I'm totally with you, Stats. Like, when are we going to stop giving Dan Campbell credit for nothing? Like, it's it's every single week. Oh, well, they kind of looked good. They, they were in the fourth <laughs> quarter against the Cowboys. Like, the bar is so low for him. They are the same old lions like nothing about them has changed cool they traded away matthew stafford they got some first but jameson williams is coming back he's gonna make the okay cool you had six points in the fourth quarter against the cowboys people got hurt it's the nfl find a way you're supposed to be this tough gritty dude no losers i'll take the dolphins even though i don't believe in them that much either
0: i just feel like when dan campbell was hired we were all like what are they doing and then He got behind the podium. It was like, well, there's all these former players. It's such an innovative
1: staff. Ah!"
0: Turns out he's funny and right. And animated. And he gives good press conference and it's good for reporters and beat writers and and clips on Twitter. They stink. They're not any good. And if there's one thing I'm familiar with, it's a crappy lions team because they have been crappy for my entire 37 years on this planet. Give me the dolphins three and a half, four and a half, eight and a half. Miami's going to boat race the lions. Now, go to Philadelphia. The Steelers are in town to take on the Eagles. The Eagles are giving 10 and a half points, RJ. By the way, did you know these two teams once combined to make a single <laughs> franchise called the Steagles?
2: I want to give a huge shout out to the listeners of the NFC East mixtape for tagging me. I really don't know if you've seen this yet, stats. And Brandon does know because I told him. Um, the Eagle social team did like a video on this, uh, like on the history of it all, and they posted it on Instagram and TikTok. So all of our our mixologists. Uh, were tagging me because this is the lowest hanging fruit. Stop this, NFL teams. We know. The NF- you had an NFL 100 campaign. You've been around for a century. We know all these stories. You don't have to tell us them all the time. That being said, the Steelers are really bad. Um, I no think one's the talking will win. about it. Uh, they, the Eagles <laughs> just talked about it. They just did this. And I, I guarantee you, I know stats will agree with this, it will be brought up in the first five minutes of the broadcast on Sunday. And it will be said like, you know, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but they used to be a te- one team. These guys, this shit, this Keystone State. Nah, no, grow up. Come on. Tell us something <laughs> new. Tell it, Talk about Jalen Hurts wearing Astros gear. That is less boring than this. Hmm. Uh, even though the photo is old, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll take the Eagles to win, but I'll take the Steelers to cover It's a lot of points. Mike Tomlin, a little bit plucky. That's a lot, uh, but Eagles win handily.
1: It is a lot of points there haven't been a lot of points scored in the league this year you know it's not really been an offensive year more of a defensive year on the whole so that's it's certainly something to consider but steelers have the worst point differential in the NFL baby like they have not they've not been good think about their two wins too okay so the steelers have two wins this year one was in week 1 against the bengals it came in overtime by 3 points before, before in the a bengals. game Found themselves too. Before the Bengals found themselves, and in a game where the Steelers, I think, had like five picks or whatever it was, or like five takeaways, and they still only won by three points in overtime. (laughs) And then also they had TJ Watt at the time, too, which is kind of a big deal. They don't have him for this game and haven't had him. And their other win is a two-point win against the Bucks, who are clearly not good and then got blown out by the Panthers. So, like that, that are those are their two wins this year. So I think I'm comfortable taking the Eagles coming off of their bye. Steelers haven't won in Philly since 1965. Um, not to say that means everything, but it's like, is really this going to be the time that they change that? I don't think so. Uh, Eagles have been a, a good team all year, and I think they're going to keep it rolling. They just added Robert Quinn, which is a, a nice little boost to their pass rush here. It does sound like he's going to play this week. I think he ends up having some kind of big play in this game, forced fumble, big sack or whatever. Um, I feel pretty confident about the Eagles moving to 7-0 and and covering the spread.
0: We always talk about like, Oh, the Rams. The Rams are all in. They're pushing their chips. The Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. They're all in. I feel like it's weird. I feel like in the offseason, Howie Roseman was like, "Should, should we try to win a Super Bowl? Okay, let's try and win a Super Bowl. And all the Eagles have done since then is just add quality player after quality player to this team. And like you said, BLG, they go out this week. They make the trade for Robert Quinn. They don't give up four picks like the 49ers did to acquire Christian McCaffrey, but they get a very solid player. And I just look, I feel so much better about my Eagles pick to make the Super Bowl. They look like clearly the best team in the NFC. They have absolutely loaded up. And there's been somebody on this show that has slandered Howie Roseman for years.
1: Yeah, I can't believe Who RJ is that? Did that?
0: he is crushing it right now. I'll take the Eagles. I'll give the 10 and a half. I know it's a lot, but I just, They're coming off a bye. Forget the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, it ain't it this year. It ain't happening. The Eagles are the best team in the NFL, and they will show it against the Steelers.
1: The NFL as a whole. That's right. Better than the Bills? Better than the Chiefs?
0: Yes. Did I stutter? Best
2: team in the NFL. The only thing I wanted to say, stats. I disagree that this is like the Eagles going all in. This is just how they build their roster, which is like a testament to Howie Roseman. Like, and I know that's been said about the Rams. Like, so I don't, I don't view this as like we have to go now. No, like, what was it, Brandon? He's made made a trade at the deadline every year since like 17, Except for twenty twenty. So like this, this is just par for the course. Which again, it's a, it's a very good course. That's my point.
1: You're right. The analogy. What's well, not truly like all in because again right. they still this this fourth overall pick it's, in the draft like they yeah, they can normal. even go more in yeah. if they want they've
0: that's, got the most money in the pot but they also have the most money on the on the stack sitting next to them so you're right, right. that's a good that's a good point the analogy doesn't really hold up let's go to Dallas wow. now Bears at Cowboys speaking of big spreads Cowboys given nine and a half RJ I'll start with you Justin mm. Fields Whoa. starting to look a little better <laughs> you're getting a little nervous <laughs> here.
2: The Cowboys were the first team in the NFC East to trade for a defensive lineman this week as they uh, sent a 2023 sixth round pick to the Las Vegas Raiders for Jonathan Hankins. But, oh, the Eagles are all in. Oh, blah, blah, whatever stats. Anyway, um,
1: I. Wow, you give a like run-stuffing defensive tackle. What, a, what a <laughs> Well, they
2: needed that. They needed that. That that was their, their one weakness. I mean, honestly, defensively. And so they've addressed that. And so mm-hmm. good for them. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about Justin Fields. Um, I've, I've jumped ship on that a long time ago. Uh Matt Eberflus returning to the Cowboys, um, or returning to AT&T Stadium. He has faced off against the Cowboys since leaving one time. Uh, That was as the defensive coordinator for the frauds. I don't say their name anymore. Um, And that was a bit of an extenuating circumstance. Dallas had just beaten Philly in that super emotional overtime game, Brandon, in 2018. So Mm -hmm. hard to put a lot of stock into that. I think the Cowboys win easily. Ah, uh, doesn't seem like Zeke Elliott's going to play. I don't think that they would go about things that way if they were not on bye next week. Uh, but they have an opportunity to get to six and two, give Zeke some extra time to get right. Maybe see a full game workload of Tony Pollard. Maybe throw the ball a little bit more with Dak Prescott, who who looks you know certainly um, much closer to a franchise quarterback than Cooper Rush in his debut last week. They're also pointing up for the Cowboys. Uh, Micah Parsons has eight sacks in the NFL. He uh, has the most two sack games at this early in his career than anybody ever. Uh, I know that's a really oddly specific stat, but he was credited with a sack that he initially wasn't last week. It kind of became a story. Yeah, after um, he started crying to the NFL about it. Uh, so you're sad that Nick Bosa sucks compared to Micah Preston. it, sucks. Um, right. Anyway, um, Cowboys win. I don't think they cover. Just That's a lot of points, but um, they win pretty easily.
1: I am not making a habit of betting on Justin Fields. Very much the opposite it's so, but dude, he's so the most, he's easily the most overrated player in the NFL. People want him wow. to be so much better than he is. Tell me I'm wrong. It's just like, I'm, I see the timeline of Monday night. I didn't even watch the full game because you know I had stuff going on. Um, I did check some of it, but like, so all the hype that I saw like from Twitter, and then I checked the box score, doesn't even have 200 passing yards, has 13 completions, doesn't even run for 100 yards, had four fumbles, managed to somehow not lose any of them had four fumbles <laughs> and this is like justin fields is amazing D- don't sleep on him he's turning the corner like really like this the par is so low for him uh he's been bad which this is this is gonna be amazing if the cowboys do those lose this game to justin fields of all right, people. you can't I, lose this week oh my BLG. god yeah well i mean i that would be great for me um uh so yes i i hope he did actually turn the corner because that would be awesome for me the other thing about this game that rj wants to bring up and has brought up on his tiktok or whatever is like oh the eagles may have helped the cowboys because you know they, they took thank you for uh, following Robert me on TikTok. away Appreciate from oh i saw it on instagram you can follow me well, so on instagram at let, let, let me it, it was my point let me phrase it Yeah, you, you bring it up because it's silly okay let's, let's hear it it's,
2: <laughs> it was it was admittedly silly it was fun so stats, the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. traded away Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles, right? right. This week of all weeks. What, what if the Cowboys wind up winning the NFC East, right? Like that's a hypothetical, fun hypothetical. And what if they wind up winning the NFC East by one game? I don't think any of us think that the Bears are going to win, you know, even with Robert Quinn. But what if the Cowboys win the division by one game? If you're the Eagles, would you have not rather waited until Monday to trade for Robert Quinn, you just made a, a, a game easier for, for your top competitor for the division. It's an interesting subplot.
1: Yeah, but Not Eagles also made a game easier for themselves. And Brandon Graham is dealing with a hamstring injury right now, so they maybe needed that extra depth sooner than later. Also, if the again, if the Cowboys lose to Justin Fields and they lose to the Bears without Robert oh, Quinn, gosh. man, that'll be delicious. But I don't think it's going to happen because I can't bet on Justin Fields. I will take the Cowboys to cover the nine-and-a-half spread.
0: I'm going to take the Cowboys to cover as well. When you have a defense that's as good as the Cowboys defense looks, you chew up and spit out bad quarterbacks. And you can say what you want about Justin Fields looking better. And I, I brought it up because I had a feeling it was going to trigger you, Brandon. He's a bad quarterback. He's going to get destroyed by this defense. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the, they're going to have more than likely some short fields. That The nine and a half looks bigger than I think it'll play in this hmm. game. So I'll take the Cowboys to cover last game Panthers at Falcons wow. Falcons giving four and a half points wow what yeah. I was
2: going to say two quick things one uh Cowboys wearing their Navy jerseys and the Bears are wearing their <sighs> orange helmets this is a gross uniform matchup disgusting uh but I know that you think they're brown stats the because of the orange thing uh, that we hinted at and uh, I just wanted to trigger you stats I think the class of 2020 quarterbacks might be terrible all the way through like who is good from that that quarterback class
1: right now yeah, who, who's we, the we're top about one Justin you would take stats besides Trey Lance because obviously you're going to say Trey Lance Well, yeah, Trey Lance saying, him.
0: I feel like Trey Lance is unknown I feel right. like we uh, know about the other guys
1: this is my logic because RJ asked me this question on the mixtape who would you take after Trey Lance let's let's say you're talking about Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson Justin Fields uh who am I missing uh what's his name Texans guy uh, Davis Mills Davis Mills I guess Davis Mills, I said 20 but- by the way 21 just to be clear
0: 21. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I guess, Dave, Mac, Mac Jones, Mac mm, Jones. Yeah, I guess. it doesn't oh. matter. Like, it,
2: but like the, the odds of Trey Lance coming back and becoming a franchise quarterback are long, right? Like you would admit that stats at this point, certainly. So like we're looking at like a potentially disastrous quarterback class because it was the first like what and I think, you know, this off the top of your head, like the first and whatever that had like three quarterbacks taken in the top three. Like you're talking about like all time gaff as far as a class is concerned.
1: I have a quick tangent to bring up because RJ mentioned the uniforms thing, and I saw him re- share on Instagram. I guess I don't know. Or you retweeted it. The like the um someone tweeted out I guess MLB official account on Twitter um the Phillies versus the Astros like pictures of their um the throwback throwbacks. uniforms because they yeah. said like this is probably one of the best throwback uniforms you could get, and I don't disagree. Do you think they should do that for like a World Series game? Shouldn't they do that for like one of the games? There's seven games. Shouldn't they do that for like one of them? That'd be cool. Well, like, you not know,
2: necessarily seven games, but
1: well, I mean, in theory, like uh, you know, there's yeah, so well, there's at least four. So like they you, I think there's enough room to do that. Yeah, but they won't because baseball's stupid. I, as a yeah. general point, just not even in baseball. I think there should be more alternates in like championship games. Not like every championship game has to have that, but I think it should be more common that that can happen.
2: Especially but, if they're they're universally agreed upon is like great right like i think i think all baseball fans would agree these are solid ones like and you and they're meeting in the world series like you should do it i mean kind of like um, a power
1: move honestly if like you wear your alternates like yeah these are our cool uniforms watch out (laughs)
0: let's go to atlanta panthers falcons (laughs) blg falcons giving four and a half
1: um zap i'm glad i don't want to talk about this (laughs) uh i will take the falcons four and a half
2: the Panthers just now ruled out Chuba Hubbard uh, for this game, so um, if you were thinking about taking the Panthers stats, don't do it. Also, Rachel, a reminder, you have the like last zap, so um, please don't use it on me. Um, I'll take the Falcons.
0: <laughs> I will take the Falcons and give the four and a half as well. Who cares about the Panthers? Let's get to the late games. The Giants are in Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks giving three points, RJ. Like I said, I thought about locking this game up, but then I realized I'm not a
2: stupid person, so I didn't do it. Um, I think the Giants could win. Um, so- what the?
1: Oh, RJ got get zapped by Rachel? Now we can hear Rachel's take on the game. Sorry, RJ. I had to. Um, Love it. Great job. I'm going to give it to the Seahawks for this game. Because even though you got to give credit where it's due to the Giants, you know, shout out to them for Daniel Jones taking care of the ball one. Their defense has been
2: looking pretty good, but I feel like this is going to be a test for them. And so I'm banking on Geno Smith. One, like he's been taking his shot full as the full-time starter. I think he's been looking really, really good. Also, I'm really impressed by their defense. Like their rookie cornerbacks have been looking really, really good. Um, uh, Woolen is tied in the league with, Four interceptions in the lead, and Brian Kobe Bryant
1: leads the league with four forced fumbles. And so I'm going to bank on the Seahawks winning this game. Sorry, RJ. Had to do it. <laughs> I want to give Rachel the MF M double MVP or whatever uh, from this show. Uh for that. That was a great, that was a great drop in by her. I'm taking the Giants or sorry, the Seahawks too. Um, I wanted to make them my lock of the week. I think the Seahawks are kind of being underrated, I would say. Uh, sitting atop the NFC as the Eagles are team that might scare me the most like is the Seahawks because I you look by any advanced metric they're high Gino is high um, in those categories like DVOA PFF grade anything you want EPA like he's high up in all those the Seahawks are the seventh overall team in DVOA whereas the Giants are only 14th I think they're a little bit better than that record indicates Geno Smith's playing like a top quarterback in the league it's a weird thing to reconcile that like he has not been a top quarterback in the re- league, but he's very much playing like one. And I'm a big Kenneth Walker believer. I think the Giants are a good team. They're a team that hangs around. They're a team that doesn't beat themselves, which is really a big change for them from previous years. <laughs> they have much better coaching than they've had. So I'm not trying to disrespect the Giants here, but I think we can all admit like it has to run out at some point. Like They can't keep... like There's always these one-score games, and they've been down in them, and they find a way to get it through it at the end. Like eventually that's, there's some good luck in there and that luck is not going to continue. I think the Seahawks uh, are going to win at home. And I think this is going to be the giant second loss of the season.
0: I already made my pick earlier. I took the giants for no good reason whatsoever. They've been playing better. Um, I, I don't want to believe in Geno Smith, but like how long does he have to do it before you start to say like, maybe he's just going to be really good for the entire season. But my random method pick the Giants so I have to stick with the Giants because I'm trying to improve my locks and I've been terrible so far so give me the Giants next up the Niners travel to SoFi Stadium which is sort of their stadium because they always take it over and they're going to do it again this week they are playing the Rams the Rams are getting one and a half points RJ
2: hmm.
0: thanks for listening to my lock of this I've already said all I have to say
2: go Niners I'm not upset about Rachel at all
1: Brandon what what is it um like eight and oh, or seven and oh, in their last whatever regular season games that the 49ers are. I mean, they just own the matchup. Um, I don't think Christian McCaffrey trading for him was a good move, by the way. Um, but whatever, uh, maybe he'll help that this week. Um, that was uh, just
0: like really weird to throw in a week afterwards, but okay. Well, I, think I he's just being don't think it's fantastic it, it, with
1: you. I hope I so. I don't think it's a good move. Um, Thank you. and yeah, seven game re- regular season losing streak. That's where Sean McVay is at with Kyle Shanahan. So, And why not give the 49ers the benefit of the doubt here in this matchup when they've consistently owned that matchup? I'm not giving
0: the 49ers the benefit of the doubt in Mm. this
1: one. Kyle Shanahan
0: is doing so many dumb things all at the same time. He's actively making it harder for the 49ers to win. Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing behind the line of scrimmage 23% of the time. No wonder they can't score any damn points. They're not trying to, it feels like. And I know that they've owned the Rams in recent years, but like at some point that is going to end. And even their first game this year, the Rams are driving down the field to take the lead because Kyle Shanahan continues to kick field goals and punt on fourth down when he shouldn't. And Talanoa Hufanga totally bails them out by intercepting a screen pass, running it in for a touchdown that iced the game. So it's not like the Niners have been dominating the Rams. I don't like anything happening with the offense right now. Debo Samuel's banged up and probably won't play. So it's kind of like, hey, Christian McCaffrey, save us a little bit. I I just don't like anything going on with the Niners right now. The Rams are getting points in this game. It's going to probably be a close game no matter who wins it. So Mm -hmm. I will take the Rams and I will take the points. Why are you shaking your head, RJ? What did I say that was wrong? I mean,
2: dude, they dominated the Rams last time. Now you're trying to act like it was like some close game. They barely eked out. What, what was the pressure rate on Matthew Stafford in that game? Oh, it was absurd. He was under pressure on like
0: 35% of his dropbacks. But it's not the okay, same So defense. who's the
2: quarterback playing for the Rams on Sunday?
0: Matthew Stafford. Right. I mean, like, I think you're
2: a little bit upset about last week. Just It's a good team. Be, be confident. Like, mm, be- the game... I don't know
1: about a good team.
0: <laughs> it's a good team <laughs> ga- in, in this NFL. I just, I think it was in the fourth quarter, there was six minutes left and the Rams are almost at midfield driving with a chance to tie the game. Like it's not like the Niners blew them out. That pick by Talanoa Hufanga saved the 49ers in that game. I'm just saying they're not going to beat the Rams from now until the end of time. Let's go Titans in Houston to play the Texans Texans getting two and a half points.
1: BLG, uh, uh, I'll stick with the Titans. Um, they're atop of the AFCs. They're in a really good position now to three-peat. Uh, obviously, a lot of season left, but after sweeping the Colts like they just did and establishing themselves at the top of the AFC South there and the Jags reeling and the Texans not really threatening probably here, uh, Titans can continue to strengthen that position. And I know not everyone took them. Reed, no one took them seriously <laughs> last year as the one seed. But still, uh, to three-peat in their division is still, you know, it's a nice thing. So I think they're well on their way to doing that. And I think they will win here again in cover.
2: When we made our predictions at the beginning of the season, I toyed around with the idea that maybe the Texans could win the AFC AFC South because it's that bad. And I think that that part of things is true. Uh, But that was predicated on Davis Mills kind of just being functional and competent. That just isn't happening. Um, Damien Pierce is a lot of fun. Um, Other than that, like, man, the Texans are in such a weird spot. Like, I, I don't know. Like you can kind of talk yourself into teams that are bad that have a lot of draft capital, the way the teams did the Lions, right? Like you can kind of get behind that cause, but like, do you really feel that way about the Texans? Like, what, what, who's their head coach going to be next year? Like, who's their quarterback? Like, I have so many. Like, if you had to buy a Texans, if, if you, if I could, if I was like stats, you, you want a contest? You're going to have the autograph of any Texans person that you want. Who would you pick besides Damian Pierce? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would be hard. Like, it's just, it's a weird, wonky team. Go Stros.
0: I don't care about either team in this game. I'm just disappointed because it looks like Ryan Tannehill is going to play. So we don't get to see Malik Willis. That would have at least made it interesting to me. Uh, I'll take the Titans. They're the better team than the Texans. Uh, I'll give the two and a half points. Let's go to Indianapolis. Now, speaking of the AFC South, the commanders are in town to take on the Colts. Matt Ryan benched PLG enter Sam Ellinger, RJ's favorite quarterback of all time. The Colts are giving points. In this game, which is stunning to me, considering they just benched their quarterback. Where are you going?
1: Last thing I did want to touch on with the Texans is they do have some hope. Um, They have the number two overall pick and number five overall pick via Cleveland currently. So that's a nice little thing for them. And I also think they're going to be able to sell some of their pieces after they lose to the Titans uh, at the ahead of the deadline (laughs) next week. Brandon Cooks has been mentioned. Um, There's other names on their roster there. Um, that have been brought up, I believe, you know, like a Rasheen Green as well, like just a lot of different uh, Jerry Hughes. They have a bunch of different pieces there that they can kind of sell. Desmond King. Um, so there you go, Texans fans. Uh, Colts. I will take. I'll take the Colts, not because I tremendously believe in them, but uh, the Commanders have some issues. Jahan Dotson still hurt, and Heineke I think gives them a chance every week, but you know he's a backup still for a reason. There's a limited ceiling there. Matt Ryan has been so bad that I feel like Ellinger and having the ability to run around a little bit can give them some kind of boost. Just like when there's a a boost sometimes for a new head coach, I think there can be a little bit of a boost for a new quarterback. I've seen it happen before. So do I feel incredible about this? No, I would stay away from taking this game at all. But if I have to make a pick, which I do legally on this show, I will take the Colts. Why not?
2: Um I'll take the commanders. The Colts are the biggest frauds that we have seen in some time. Like, they are kings of fraudulency. They are a top <laughs> fraud mountain. They are the only inhabitants of planet fraud. And now this, like, oh, man, you know, Sam Ellinger, he's been ready. Like, we believed in him. Like, he has all this time. Then why'd you trade for Matt Ryan? Huh? Why? Like, I, I hate every time they speak, it is dripping with fraud sauce. It is so annoying like Frank Reich like I you know I know you guys are down but I believe in this team why I would I would like to hear the why like why what what has this team shown for you to believe in them. And, like, I hate the, like, he's like, you know, they work hard every day. Are you watching every other team work hard? Like, I bet you they work hard. Like, but you're only, like, this is such a limited scope. It's so stupid. I can't believe anybody talked themselves into the Colts over the offseason. I am very proud of exposing them here on the SB Nation NFL show, being the only person to do so over the last few years. Neither of you had anything to do with it. Um, so bad. And it's so
1: I, inaccurate. I was the one I would who say killed them for the win trade at the time.
2: I But, like, I hate the, like, matt ryan of this all like they got so lucky that matt ryan was even available which was it was a bad trade but they they act like oh well we traded for matt ryan yeah because the falcons were in on the deshaun watson thing and matt wanted out like what if that had not happened well who would have would have been sam ellinger what would they have done at the most important position in the game and now i mean i look matt ryan is a really accomplished player paula very good you know has an mvp Good for you, Matt. I hope you enjoy your life with your family. But this, like, man, Matt Ryan came to the Colts, and now he's he's ready to back up Sam Ellinger. Like, the guy is all class. He stinks! Like, we can just say it. Like, he's really bad. Like, we don't have to, like, over-glamorize Matt Ryan. Everything the Colts do is fraudulent. Commanders.
0: Yeah, I got to go Commanders in this one. Sam Ellinger, no thanks. I don't love the Commanders either, but in the Battle of Bad, someone must win, and at least the Commanders are getting points. So I'll take Wait, Washington. Wait, so that
2: means... That Brandon is in the ice box.
0: Fun fact about the ice box: Winter is coming.
2: Brr! I'm in the ice box.
0: You know, I've been in the ice. I was in the ice box with the Giants, but nobody said anything. All right, you don't deserve it. Football Packers Bills. The Bills are giving eleven points, and I don't think anybody is surprised or particularly worried about it. RJ.
2: Aaron's like, oh, this might be the best thing for us. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> remember that time when I said relax eight years ago, and then we went on a great winning streak. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> like, like, they are so bad. They they are awful. And I will say, from a content standpoint, I do enjoy Aaron Rodgers' appearance on on Pat McAfee. I think that paved the way for a lot of things. I know, like it's like Josh Allen's on with Kyle Brand every week. I think that's cool. Like, do things like let
0: us quarterbacks learn have been more. appearing on shows weekly
2: forever. But- but it is different. It, it, it is different, like, in today's day and age. And so I appreciate that. I do appreciate the, like, alleged authenticity. But, man, dude, like, there are nine fingers pointing everywhere else for Aaron Rodgers and one big one pointing right back at him. Like, th- everything is everyone else's fault. I just want to say that since the beginning of last season, Mike McCarthy's Cowboys have more wins than Matt LaFleur's Packers' Bills.
1: Anyone taking the Packers here? Is anyone taking the Packers anywhere? Like since Justice, like, Grater. yeah, is he even? Did Justice take them? So. Just, no, no, I don't really think so. No, yeah, I know. how could you? The vibes are they are, are they the worst team in terms of vibes in the NFL? Right? Have to be right? Like just pure vibes. Just the I mean, like again, calling out his teammates and like it has to, yeah. be, the has to be the worst. Has to be the worst. Has to be the worst vibes. Vibes what if are he At the end of the season. Like is that are we
2: putting that outside the realm of
0: possibility?
1: At the end or during the season? At the end. Okay.
0: He's had one foot out the door for the past couple years anyway. So Dragons King
1: stats. That's the thing.
0: Sorry, Go ahead. It's just it's gross to me that Aaron Rodgers, like points the finger at everybody else. Meanwhile, he is a huge source of their problems. What do we always say about franchise quarterbacks, right? Even if they don't have the greatest things around them, they are supposed to elevate those around him. And he has. For the past two seasons, I think Rodgers has. He's coming off back-to-back MVPs. This year, he's not happy with the receivers they got. He's not running the offense the way it's meant to be run. And I feel like when people are starting to criticize him now, what he's going to do is, instead of, honestly assessing his play and figuring out what's going on he's gonna double down it can't be me i'm not wrong everybody else is making mental errors and i think it's just gonna keep snowballing not saying they're gonna lose every game for the rest of the year i think they're gonna get undressed on national television give me the bills
1: the bills are five and oh In games after the bye, under Sean McDermott, um, who comes from the Andy Reid tree, who Andy Reid is infamously like amazing after the bye for like one or two losses at most and a bunch of wins. Um, So I think there's something to that too. Is everything working in the Packers favor? And this is really like this is the ultimate like take your medicine moment in terms of like you're on prime time. You're gonna get like totally just like everyone is going to. Everyone knows the Packers have been struggling, but now it's like on full display for everyone to see. And uh, wow. Again, who who could have thought this would have happened? I mean, this is like going back to what we said last year. I think the, and the concern and the weirdness about Rodgers in the summer. I think I remember saying this to you stats on the outcast, rest in peace, was like I was I was concerned about what would happen if that team got punched in the mouth. Like I don't think they'd be able to recover from that. And I think that's what we're seeing with this Packers team. I don't think they have a run in them. I think they got punched in the mouth and they have nothing to respond to. I don't know what just like what I said with Brady, like what is left here for Aaron Rodgers? You know you guys don't have to keep playing football. I mean, it would have been crazy <laughs> for Rodgers to retire heading into the season. No, he needs MVP. another Super Bowl. He need, he desperately needs another Super Bowl. But like, sure. Okay, there's definitely more left for Rodgers than Brady. But still at this point, it's just like, but they don't look like they 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 don't even they're not having fun. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just what is left at that point you're just doing it because you feel like you have to uh not great so give me the bills i will say this
2: to your point, and I i mean, I, I really think this is objectively true about getting punched in the mouth. Both Dallas and Green Bay got punched in the mouth by your team stats, the San Francisco 49ers, and that was a big thing for the Cowboys this past offseason. I can tell you all they said we got to get more physical. Like, we, we got to be nasty. We got to be bullies. We got to get some glass eaters. Like, that was their whole thing because they they were out physical. I mean, they they really were. And it feels like they addressed that in a way that the Packers didn't. The Packers thought they could just be, like, front runners about this. They thought they could just be, we're Aaron Rodgers. And, and so they doubled down. I will give the Cowboys that credit for adjusting and leaning into what they viewed needed to be their strength meanwhile the Packers just have not and if anything Aaron Rodgers is kind of like emblematic of it all like they just want to pick up their ball and go home like well you punched me again like no no it's not my fault like you know like we just got to change the rules we got to do ever. I I, that's really bad luck for the Packers as a whole
0: I feel like the Packers never address anybody uh, anything I should say remember the only first round pick that has ever caught a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers is Mercedes Lewis, the ancient one at tight end, who was not even a first round pick of the Packers. So, like, I don't, Green Bay has totally mucked this whole thing up. Rodgers has mucked it up. They stink. Give me the bills. I'll give the 11 points. Monday Night Along Football those-
2: Sorry, so it's along those lines. I, something Justice has said is that Devontae, and like this has been noted, but like Devonte Adams wanted out because of this. Like, like th- this right. has been, this has been, like th- this is the chickens coming home to roost or whatever. Like, this is the yep. consequences of your actions. Like, people talk about like oh the Rams or the Eagles or like the all in teams or whatever. Like, they're eventually gonna have to pay the price. They don't, right? Like, cause they are creative and they find ways. But like when you're talking about like individual people, like that wears on people. And and you know could they use Devontae Adams totally? But Aaron Rodgers <laughs> made this bet.
0: Yes, Uh, and now he has to lie in it. Bengals, Browns on Monday Night Football. Cleveland is getting three points. RJ, one sentence. What do you got? Lots of orange on Halloween. Bengals win.
1: (laughs) BLG. The Browns are not treading water well enough. Give me the Bengals to win. Jamar
0: Chase is out. It won't matter. Bengals to win. That's going to do it
2: for this. Stats, wait. Now we have to get a World
0: Series prediction from you. You are the impartial yeah. one. That's right. I mean, the Astros haven't lost a single game this postseason.
1: That's right, Stats. You're right I, about that.
0: I, I mean, look. Not no, to say is that, is that through, like a burn? <laughs> He's not, literally Not correct. to say that they're going to go through the entire postseason without losing, but over seven games, the better team generally wins. And as much as I hate yes. to admit it, the Astros are really, really good.
1: I mean, stats was wrong about the Phillies. He was wrong about his locks Astros of the week all what? the time. That's... This guarantees a Phillies win, baby. The Phillies <laughs> have not lost what? at home. Also, the Phillies have played more games. The, the Astros have lost, lost haven't at lost. The anywhere. Astros haven't lost
2: at all. That is yeah, the Phillies flex. have played
1: more games. Of course, they have lost more. They have played didn't. more games. They
0: haven't needed to play more
1: games. No, but they've also did. Yeah, but they also had to play in the wild card as well. Look, the Astros are the better team.
0: They have no weaknesses. They have no
1: weaknesses. Everyone said the same thing about the Patriots. No, they didn't. Not like this. Yes, they did. Dude, the Eagles were underdogs in that game. Yes, absolutely. People were picking the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, but that's one
2: game. A a different sport five years ago has everything to do with the World Series. Well, I mean, there's a lot of
1: similarities. I mean, Philly's underdog team from Philadelphia. Remember that time an underdog in sports one? Whoa. (laughs) When I (laughs) get up this team that was famous for cheating, it's probably still cheating. Looking oh at all gosh. the spin rates and everything, I definitely know what I'm talking about. The there. spin rate um. <laughs> is happening
2: here with this, like, Phillies haven't lost at home. Blah blah blah. What uh, is stats. the
1: Astros in what? Yeah, give us How many the, games? the
0: actual prediction.
1: Uh, Astros in five. And what is the bet that we have to do? Our, stat, our I think uh, Stats should RJ. design it
0: because we, we've yeah, designed our own before. Right. So, stats, well, I know it's high me... pressure. But... Give me a little time. I got to come up with something. I can't just do it spur
1: of the moment. Right? Do about this? here.
2: The whole, like, the, reward the listeners. You well, Let me listeners. know what you think
1: about this proposal. I was thinking we could just do, so, you know, last year when the Cowboys uh, beat the Eagles, uh, RJ made me change my avatar to a Vlogging the Boys logo for the whole week, um, and there's a tweet in there as well. Um, I don't think the tweet thing plays as well because it's not like we have a bunch of necessarily, you know, like, that's not our brand. We're not like baseball. Uh, the majority of our followers probably aren't, you know, the fans of the baseball teams we cover necessarily or at least in so we don't need to do the tweet maybe but i think we should have to change our avatar uh to the the winning teams uh uh you know logo so like a phillies logo for you and then a astros logo for me
2: i have an adjustment if you're okay with that and if stats is okay with that since he's the high emperor here um to keep a company brand branded um assuming the Astros win, you have to change your tour avatar to the Crawford Boxes logo, which is the SB Nations home for Houston Astros content. I just,
1: uh, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I don't think people are going to like get that as much. I don't think people I, are going to like realize that. I was thought about okay. that, but I just, I think
2: it's. Let me, do, okay, then let me, let me amend it a different way. Um, not just the logo, but like whichever team wins will change their own logo to say like world champs or what, you know what I'm saying? They'll have like a, a little design or whatever. It has to be that one, like the one that the actual other team account. Well, is we can pick.
1: pick. I can pick the logo for you. You can pick the logo for me fine stats this, per a week is that what we're saying riveting content well stats
2: you didn't have an
0: idea at all what's yours yeah, this is on you it's a, how is this i didn't even know we were doing this 10 seconds you. ago <laughs> that's what, gonna do it
1: for this edition of the wow. show
0: your bet is irrelevant no one cares what your twitter avatars are okay if stats, you want to a whole
2: this, deal about not changing your twitter avatar until jimmy garoppolo was benched
0: that's yeah, right but i didn't think anybody else cared about that i, cared I care about, about it well you're weird If you have a suggestion, leave it in your review. If you take the time to leave a review, we will take the time to read it. BLG, RJ Ochoa, enjoy the World Series. Enjoy Week 8, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.